early to bed. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! It's time to go to sleep! Early to win. I won! I won the money! It's the early line with Joe Raineri and Dane Martinez. Line up, lady! All right, guys, uh, welcome in here. Hour number two on the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. I'm Jeremy. He is Dane Martinez. As we break down the uh, the action tonight on the card, 26 college hoop games. We got seven NBA. We got a whole bunch of NHL games. Trade deadline came and went yesterday, too. Some teams yeah. trying to bolster up for a run. But uh, we've got uh, some very top 25 important college hoops games. Uh, including three that are just are moving in the market. We'll talk about them coming up here and the NBA tonight, too. Or actually, just to close the talk, because I do think the upset tonight in the top 25 is Auburn, uh, I do think. Uh, because matchup-wise, some teams just have the number, Dane. Eight and two in their last 10 games against Auburn against the number. That's what Old Miss mm. is. They've actually... Covered two out of the last three that they've played here. And again, that 83-82 overtime loss to Auburn uh, a month and a half ago, that it's just a matchup nightmare. Inconsistent current form. One in four against the number in their last five overall, Auburn. Everything is do or die. Uh, this old Miss team has already beaten you over the, they know you. It's a conference game. Um, I'd look at the points. What is the, do we have a current number on this one? Yeah. Which game? The Auburn game? The Auburn game. Yeah. Auburn is minus eight and a half. Uh, yeah, 139 is the number. Give me, give me. Yeah. Give me. I like the over. Don't get me wrong. Cause neither of these teams plays defense, but I don't eight and a half to me for a team that's owned you. Uh, yeah, I'm good. You're, you're as inconsistent as they come. So I'm good with that one tonight. All right, let me my ask you about another one. Play. I've got an eye on I've got an eye on Kentucky. I've got an eye on Kentucky going on the road to Texas A&M. Same kind of situation, Joe. I don't know what the recent history is. That's what Ooh. I want to know from you. Maybe we'll yep. hear that a little bit on the other side of the Dan Stratford update. Yep. But this is six and a half as well. I think mm -hmm. Kentucky might win the game, but I don't think they blow yep. out the Aggies on the road. Do they? Yep. No, that's We'll we'll talk about that because right. this game, they're two games behind Kentucky Auburn. Right. They need it as well. So, SEC's uh, lining up to be right. pretty good. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll talk to Dan Stratford now here. Get you updated with all the headlines from overnight on the Green Sports Time. A look back at some of the top performers in the NBA from Monday night. Joel Embiid led the 76ers over to the Atlanta Hawks, 129-112. to 112. 49 points, 14 boards, 3 assists, 3 steals, and a block. Bradley Beal could not do enough for the Wizards against the Bucks. A 137-134 to 134 final there. 55 points, a career high for him. He did have 9 turnovers in that contest. Chris Middleton on the other side, 40 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, 2 turnovers as he shot 15 of 28 from the field. James Harden helped the Houston Rockets by the Knicks, 123-112, to 112, 37 points for the Beard. And Bam Adebayo continues his strong year, 22 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 steals, and 4 blocks 
as the Miami Heat lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers 125 to 119. In baseball, Chris Archer was scratched from Monday's Grapefruit League start due to neck tightness. He's considered day-to-day. Archer is looking to rebound after posting a terrible 5.19 ERA in 2019. Garrett Cole of the Yankees, he hurled a scoreless inning with one walk and two strikeouts in his Grapefruit League debut on Monday against the Pirates. Cole struck out Josh Bell and Brian Reynolds. Taiwan Walker will not make his Cactus League debut on Thursday against the White Sox. Instead, Walker pitched a simulated game live batting practice session on Monday. In the NFL, the Athletics' Jeff Hanna reports there's, quote, a real chance the Ravens could move third-year tight end Hayden Hurst this offseason. Hurst was the number 25 overall pick in the 2018 draft, but is already going to turn 27 this year. Of course, the Patriots have been linked to a potential move. Perhaps the cosplay was his doom. Former heavyweight world titleist Deontay Wilder told ESPN on Monday that he will definitely exercise his right to an immediate third fight with Tyson Fury. According to Dan Raphael of ESPN, Wilder suffered his first defeat in an utterly one-sided fight. He said he knew as soon as he got into the ring that there was a problem with his legs, which he believes was the result of his miscalculating the weight of the costume he wore into the ring. I'm Dan Straffer, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. All right, Dan, now tell us the truth. Are you buying the costume? Are, are you buying the costume excuse here? What do you think? I I, uh, I haven't uh, worn a 40-pound costume in a while, Bill, so I'm going to have to say <laughs> that could affect the legs. That, all right, so he, listen, he's giving it some merit, Dane. I, I, I guess. I, I think it's more the fact that a 270-pound man laid all over your ass for seven Fair rounds. Up. That might have been a bigger problem than the 40 points. Or that you were costume. bleeding from the eardrum for about exactly. 20 minutes. Like your exactly. equilibrium is not there. I They should have had a dry they, they didn't have a dry run. You don't think they didn't have a rehearsal? I don't right. I don't buy it. I, if he's just throwing that costume on to Dan uh, to Dan's point, we appreciate it, Dan. To you know, Dan's point is he. I haven't really walked around with an extra 40 pounds on for a while, but he already put on an extra, what, 20 pounds? So, you know what I mean? He had bulked up a little bit anyway. I I just ate the whole excuse thing. Like, if you just say, um, I lost. When I was at Syracuse, yeah, that's what you need to do. Just like the Astros need to come out and say that, right? Yeah. But I used to, when I was at Syracuse, Joe, I used to know someone who was inside the orange costume at football okay. games. Like this girl was Otto the Orange, okay? And she said, You sweat your ass off in that thing, Joe. You know what yep. I mean? And like yep. trying to be all hype in that thing. You sweat a bunch of pounds off. I I don't I don't disagree that carrying that weight was stuffy and maybe something, but you should have known better and you should have exactly. tried it out and you should have uh, you know, taken substance over style. I um I guarantee you that won't happen again his next fight. He won't be coming in in a Transformers uniform, but I think it's amazing that that was the angle that he went, not the blown eardrum or the broken ribs, but go ahead. Let's go with the, uh, let's go with the costume. Uh, I'm with him. Um, All right. So we got some more uh, college hoops games, obviously that we want to get to here. Dana talked about Kentucky. Uh, Another big game uh, here tonight on the card for them because of the fact that the SEC is listen auburn has been every nobody really gave him a shot they graduated a lot last year they've had some they've had some guys that come back some upperclassmen that are are coming back uh they have won a lot of very close games dane and we know those those types of games tend to level themselves out over the season where if you're so good at it you know you're six and one and against two-point basket games 
the chances are that eventually is going to come back around. Uh, so this is a huge game for Auburn tonight against Old Miss. But to your point with Kentucky and Texas A&M, uh, on the road at Texas A&M here, this is a tough spot for them. The problem with Kentucky all year has been what it is with a lot of other young teams. I got to go on the road and I've got to win a game. And that's not going to be an easy thing for them. Um, they are now current form, Dane, Texas A&M. They're getting what? Eight, eight and a half now? Six and a half, six and a half. Eight six and a half. The, All right, so uh, it's, 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 com- it's coming Texas down, A&M, guys. Six and a half. Yeah, that opened up at eight, uh, and now it's down at six. So we do have some market movement there going the other way, and I don't blame them. A&M guys coming off consecutive victories. They've beaten Georgia, they've beaten Alabama, and they've beaten ah. Mississippi State. They are in really good form. It's taken them a little while. You got a new head coach in the situation right now who plays a lot of, I know, heaven forbid, defense, Dane, in college basketball. Took them a little while to adjust, but slowly but surely, Texas A&M has put it it together on the road. um, You know, Dan, you're, you're right. I mean, Kentucky is... Kentucky is a team that you need to look at, and I love them. I think they're great, but man, oh, man. They're 10 and four. Yeah, they're 10 and four against the number in their last 14. And that being Texas A&M against the number. To me, that's a lot. I now I know why it's going from eight to six. Makes total sense to me. Current form says the Aggies are not a team that you should be giving eight points to. And especially in their own building. Not a good, uh, not a smart investment, I would think here. And Kentucky just got off a big win over the the weekend, right? Against Florida. And, and, And here's the other thing. I think Kentucky's rounding into form. I think they're a good team, okay? Mm-hmm. I just don't like the spot on the road against another team in good form in the conference. And the other yep. part against this, Joe, for me at least, like the entire, all the top five teams lost over the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Kentucky yep. is one of those teams sitting kind of in pole position along with, say, a Duke or a Maryland that may think, may start to smell themselves now, may start to be like, oh, we've got a window in here for us to be a two seed or to be a one seed. And I worry that they trip up tonight in Texas A&M. They may win the game, but six and a half, seven, seven and a I'm half. That's yeah. too many points for me, Joe. I think this is a closer yep. one than that number. And I'll give you guys the number in this game. Important to remember the over in this game, guys. Really? We're, and we're talking Dane, a total of what? 128, 129? I don't know if it's less. Yep. 28 and a half. So Kentucky is seven and two to the over in their last nine on the road. They're six and one in their last seven against winning teams, team, uh, you know, programs with actual oh. winning records here. The Texas A&M Aggies guys, six and one in the last seven at home, seven and one in their last eight against teams with winning records, all to the over, over in this one. These two teams, they can score. And in fact, A&M has averaged at least 74 points in its last three games. That's way more than than we're going to need here with Kentucky being Kentucky. Thank you. Check it off here, people. Check it off. Let's take a look at the NBA. We'll do some of those games. Big matchups. Milwaukee, Toronto tonight. We'll discuss next. DailyRoto.com. 
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back in on this, and I can't believe it, right? It is already the 25th of February, as uh, Dane Martinez, I'm Joe Ranieri, as we try to get ready for uh, the start of Major League Baseball, the uh, finishing of the conference games, conference championships, March Madness just around the corner, Uh, the NBA, who's playing for lottery picks uh, and, and ping pong balls, who's actually trying to get you know, a one, two, or three seed uh, in the playoffs. Uh, you got the NHL getting ready. Uh, you know, spring training. And, oh, yeah, golf. Uh, and it's especially fun this time of year because they start out on the West Coast, and now the Honda Classic has moved swing. to, yeah, the Florida Swing, one of my favorite uh, parts here. This is where Doral used to be here, but it's actually it moved to Mexico, which is what you just had there with Patrick Reed winning over the weekend, be, uh, beating Bryson DeChambeau. But the Honda Classic, Dan, the reason I love it, too, is that for years now, it's kind of been one of these off-the-radar tournaments where we've actually seen triple-digit winners. Triple-digit, really? off-the-radar winners, guys that you would not expect that have huge odds um, that uh, that are really live. Now, when you look at it, obviously, the things I know about Brooks Couple and Ricky Fowler, along with Tommy Fleetwood, you see all of these guys on the list here, they yeah. all live within a half a mile of the golf course. Ah, it's their this, home course. This is all, yeah, Dane, this is all. There is uh, some very high-end golf courses. Guys, huh, oh, yeah, this is, these guys, you see them out all the time. So uh, <laughs> these guys have... Brooks Cup actually went to high school down here. I mean, right up the road. This was his high school course. Right. So, Hupka is the favorite. Fowler, Fleetwood, all guys that you would expect. But four of the last seven winners, guys, have had odds of 200 to one or higher and finished in the top three. Okay? Four out of seven years. So, this is not what you would call a chalky event here, Dane. It's Bermuda grass. This is the first tournament on Bermuda as opposed to that West Coast grass. So, the greens are a little bit different. The fairways are a little different. A lot of these guys. West Coast grass. Yeah, they. they, Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of. A little Humboldt County grass there. You're good to go. go. Do not be scared, guys, to look at big number guys here, especially in your top three, top five. Every year, Dane, there is a bomb that shows up in the top five on Sunday that, wow, if I only would have put in a couple of bucks down, Aaron Wise, Nick Watney, those types of guys at 100 to 150 to one, definitely worth taking a look at here. It's a beautiful golf course, Jack Nicholas, but we were just talking off air. The scheduling this year of this event, usually Tiger lives 10 minutes from this golf course, too. But a lot of guys are opting to skip this one this year because the next tournament next week is the Bay Hill Invitational, the Arnold Palmer tournament. And that is really a lot of people consider that to be the one of the um, players favorites of, uh, of all favorites there. So 
Some right. guys opting to rest a little bit here and then play in Bay Hill. But that's a pretty good card right there. Fleetwood, Kupka, uh, Ricky Fowler at the top, Gary Woodland, U.S. Open champ. Justin uh, Rose better- will be there. That's correct. So there's going to be some there's going to be some big hitters. Uh, Stuart Sink has notoriously finished in the top 20 in this tournament for about 12 years straight now. He's somewhere around 200 to 1, 220 to 1. He too might be a guy to say, "Hey, you know what? Top 20? Yeah, I'll I'll take him at 40 to 1, 45 to 1. Loves this course, also lives on it." Uh so that's the kind of that's the kind of inside Dane that'll put some money in your pocket betting golf when you realize some of these tournaments, if it's not a major or like a Bay Hill, right. some of these in-between tournaments, there are guys that love these tournaments. And you know what betters do too? If you give me triple digit top three players, top like finishing in the top three for four out of the last seven years, could you imagine hitting a hundred to one shot in the top three? Yeah, that'd be pretty uh, nice. That'd be pretty nice. So, I mean, so where do we go? Tell me, like, who's in good form out of these big boys? Like, I've seen, I've just been watching, you know, over the last few weeks, I've seen a guy like Harold Varner III yes. on the first page of the leaderboard the first few weeks. He's at 65 to 1. But who yep. are some of these guys? You know, you mentioned Stuart Sink. You yep. got any other bombs for us this weekend, Joe? It's, it's I do. I love Stuart Sink. I love Aaron Wise. I love the opportunity. Uh, he's another Wise guy that. 30 to 1. Nick Watney is another guy you should definitely keep an eye on here, guys. Daniel Berger, uh, if you want to do to win it, that uh, this is another very familiar with the area, has a house down here. Okay. These guys love this. They get to go home. They're more relaxed. They don't have to right. stay in a hotel. They sleep in their own bed. Um, the they favorite to, to me. 40 pound costume to the first exactly tee. Exactly correct. Exactly. Uh, Emiliano Grillo, too, is another guy that always first round leader. He comes out okay. and shoots 67, 66 every year here. So wow. he is a guy to look at as well. Uh, but I do. I, I like um, uh, Russell Knox is another guy at probably you can get him um, somewhere around that 50, 60 to one. And then Ricky Fowler. When is the last time Ricky Fowler won a tournament? Yeah, it's been a minute. Right? It has. Uh, it has. His, his, backyard, his backyard is on this golf course. So okay. if he don't win, you know what I mean? What, what is he now? Right. He's got a what, 11 to 1, 12 to 1? 12 to 1 on FanDuel. Right now, the top three choices are Kepka at 11 to 1, Fowler and Fleetwood at 12 to 1. Then there's a gap to Woodland and Rose at 20 to 1. But one point I'll make here, because I like what Joe is saying, especially if there's history here. These guys are familiar with the course. They're from the area. And some bombs happen. Joe, this may be a good time to go on FanDuel, to go on DraftKings and play DFS for this tournament, Absolutely. right? Because you may Absolutely. then put like a Fleetwood or a Kepka up top, but it sounds like there are a lot of mid-tier to lower-tier options in the DFS world that you can stack a lineup with and, yep. you know, make some hay. So this may be a time to go stars and scrubs in your six on a DFS set, especially when Joe is giving out a bunch of guys that are over 70, mm-hmm. 100, 130 to one. If these guys overperform their expectations, you could be sitting with pretty with a DFS guy as long as you Great. pick the winner up top, maybe a Fowler, maybe a Fleetwood. Great point, because that's exactly what this Florida swing registers. You got a lot of guys. They don't live in Cali. They 
They live uh, here in the offseason. They all live in that area where this golf course is, guys. There's three or four, you know, monster courses. Tiger lives up the road. Jordan lives that. That's the area we're talking about. This is a golf course that they love to play. So uh, there are some guys, and I don't discount the idea, Dane, of being able, if you've been out on the West Coast in that swing, being able to sleep in your own bed for these guys, yeah. guys, is is huge. Having family, familiarity, yeah. it yeah, it relaxes the guy. So that's why you're having bombs, guys that are like, ah, I can actually Bye-bye. breathe now. I And I'm not on the road. So uh, big weekend for golf. A big night tonight in the NBA, and I don't think you have to look any further, guys, than, to me, the game of the night. There's two games that people are going to watch by far. Uh, One of them is Zion, and and obviously the Lakers uh, late night tonight as Zion takes them on. But to me, it's that first one, the Milwaukee Bucks at the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Toronto, of course, what a shock, is the underdog here at home, which is mind-blowing to me, given the fact that You know, they lost the first two games of the series last year in the playoffs and then got swept four in a row. Uh, And it was because of their ability to be able to defend Giannis and make anybody else beat them. Uh, I don't think they're going to have Gasol, but they've got everybody else. This is a Toronto Raptors team that is not intimidated, has already beaten this guy. Uh, He just fouled out, again, the scheduling, Dane, of having played last night for the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. Now having to go to Toronto, they played in overtime. Giannis fouls out. This is um, this is a big, big game, and I think there is plenty of value riding the home dog here in the Toronto Raptors, who I think have already proven they're fearless. They don't right. care, okay? They don't care if you're Giannis and Bede. They don't care. I think they're going to be up for this game. They're going to be a little, uh, obviously, well-rested. Uh, to me, I think there's plenty of value here. And they're a dog. That that might be the dog of the month right there, backing the Toronto Raptors tonight. Yep, so on FanDuel right now, the Raptors mm-hmm. are getting a point. Um, the 231.5 is the total. On the money line, it's minus 102 because it's minus 114 on the Bucks side. I think right. – I like it as well. You know, maybe Gabe Morency's in the building already, and we could say we like his Raptors tonight. I'm going to say for two reasons, and you alluded to them both, Joe. One, yes. if any squad has the blueprint on how to defend Giannis, it's Toronto. Mm-hmm. They, you know, you know, we just said Tyson Fury said he figured it out in the 12th round in the first fight yes. and then applied yep. that last weekend, the Raptors figured out that they need to do just run bodies at Giannis and then, you know, Middleton, Matthews, Lopez brothers, Bledsoe, let them try to beat you. Now, Middleton did go off last night, so we'll see if he could do it again, but that's got to be their strategy going in, right? Then the second thing is look at the schedule, Joe. You said it. Milwaukee was on the road last night and played overtime in Mm -hmm. our nation's capital. Now they're going to Toronto, north of the border, for the second of road back-to-backs. I think that's a problem, especially that they played overtime last night. They may be a little bit dead-legged, like Deontay Wilder. I like the rested Toronto Raptors, who have seen this team before and already have a game plan they know works against the Greek Freak. I And, Dane, I think it's a good spot for Milwaukee, a good litmus test from the standpoint of I'm glad. They they have to go into this game a little winded, 
right? They've got to dig deep. I mean, they have not had to dig deep in order to be able to see what they're made of this year. You've only lost eight games, all right, guys? I mean, you've already qualified for the play. Like, you are the fastest team in NBA history. This is going to be a test tonight, and I think it's a great test for them. I just don't think they can get it done. Until you beat Toronto. That's right. And people start start realizing that. They're the champions, not the Bucs. Exactly correct. We'll talk about that uh, Zion Lakers matchup too. We'll do that next year on the grid, sportsgrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice, we play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Big night in the association as a couple of must-watch uh, games of the seven, and there are. It's a, we told you about Milwaukee and Toronto. To me, that's going to be a uh, that's going to be a great litmus test for both yeah. these teams. Toronto still down a couple with Gasol and Norman Powell still being hurt. They were two very integral parts of why they were able to stop Giannis and win four straight in that tournament uh, uh, in the playoffs last year. But why Leonard uh, didn't hurt either, Joe. <laughs> no, no, and it, it didn't, but it was really what the other guys collectively did around. Kawhi was there to score for yeah. him. This is where we'll see is, you know, let's face it, is Pascal Siakam, is he going to be able to make up for that? We need a bucket in the last yeah, you know, you minute of a game. So I think it's a great test for both of them. I do think this is a great test tonight, too, for uh, Zion Williamson and the Lakers uh, taking on uh, a hot Pelicans team, a, a Pelicans team that, listen, they've uh, they're really he's starting to get his legs under him. They're starting to play better together. Brandon Ingram, Drew Holiday, now Zion. These guys can put up points with anybody here, and they're both playoff teams, or at least want to be playoff teams. Obviously, the Lakers going for that number one seed, but the Pelicans ain't throwing the towel in here. So this is a game where the Lakers find themselves um, a, a bigger favorite than I thought they would be. Some people will say, ah, the eight points is uh, is kind of a gift. Uh, it should be closer to 10 or 11. I don't necessarily know that. Now, the Lakers have won five in a row. But only twice during this stretch has the margin of victory been what we would consider convincing where an eight-point spread would be warranted. So they tend to play a little closer games, just took one against Boston. So some yeah. of the tougher teams, it's you know they don't necessarily pull away from them. And eight points is a lot for a New Orleans Pelicans team that has won five of their last six heading into this game tonight. Zion has 12 NBA games to his record now. 12. That's it? It, Wow. That's crazy, right? 12 total NBA games. And it's going to be interesting. By the way, 31, 20, 32, 25, and 28. That's his last four games, his point output. This is going to be a big test for him, too, as well. And I can't wait to see 
what the Lakers do in order to try and combat him. I, how are you going to defense Zion Williams? I can't wait to see what they do here tonight. Yeah, so I think LeBron will have a lot to say about Mm -hmm. that, right, Joe? And the same way it's a test for Zion, I wonder if LeBron sees it as a test to shut the kid down, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, how they view it. And 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 Joe, honestly, I would be a hundred percent with you with the Pelicans, except for one thing. What happened in that building yesterday as they mm. honored Kobe Bryant? Okay. Right. And I wonder, I wonder if it don't matter who's in front of the Lakers tonight. If they come out and this is just like a scheduled sacrificial lamb spot, and the Lakers come out blazing because of the emotional fuel Mm -hmm. of what took place. We haven't talked about it at all in this show about what happened there last yesterday as they celebrated Kobe Bryant. I mean, Michael Jordan crying like a baby, Um, you know, wife Vanessa giving an impassioned speech. You know, I get it that the Pelicans are hot. I get it that Zion's announcing himself. I just wonder if the Lakers are playing with a little bit of extra force behind them tonight on an emotional high from the honoring of Kobe Bryant and, of course, his daughter Gianna last night. And sometimes I don't like to get ahead of those things, Joe. It's James, Unibrow, Zion. This is a big matchup, but don't forget, guys, you've got a few Lakers on the New Orleans squad, too, who would like to come back and uh, and stick it. Yes, exactly. Brandon Ingram. There are some guys here that still have a bitter taste in their mouth, and what better way um, to to stick it to, of course, uh, Rob Palenka and the rest of the the Los Angeles Lakers front office by going, oh, you didn't uh, really? Didn't think you could use us. So... I, I'm looking at the total in this game, and I'm okay. going, is there any way we don't hit? And a half. Yeah, I'm, is there no, is there, like, is, this game's going 240 points, is it not? Right. Yeah, I, I think I, so. I think so, because, like, like, I'm saying the same thing. I think these guys are going to be on their game tonight, Joe. I mm-hmm. think the Lakers are going to be ready to go. And then yep. you, may, you raise a good point. Guys like Ingram, guys like Ball, they got a little chip on their shoulder. They were not wanted there, right, yep. to bring in Anthony Davis. And, and that was what LeBron wanted, and now he's got it. I just... I got a feeling, Joe, sometimes you know how these things happen, right? Right. You know, the kid from the Angels passes away. They go out and throw a no-hitter the next day. I just think that there's a little bit of extra fuel for the Lakers tonight. I'm not getting in front of the train. The over sounds good, but I'm not messing with the Lakers tonight. I like the over, though. I, yeah, I don't know how I, I'm looking at this game. LeBron going. Is there could any come way out this... and go 45, 13, and 12 tonight and like channel and just yeah. channel the emotion that he wanted to yep. show up. He wanted to give deliver for those Lakers fans. I could very easily, Joe, see a post-game interview like that. Zion be damned. Then Zion yep. can get his revenge when they play each other over the weekend, I think, on national TV also. I just think right. yesterday was emotional as hell. And I, I, I'm wondering how they respond tonight. So 19 and seven to the over and the Pelicans last 26 overall and nine and three to the over in their last 12 on the road. Listen, they average 118 points a game here. Guys, they give up 119 points a game. They don't play any yep. defense, but they can score with the best of them. I don't see how deep like all over. of a sudden defense is going to show up here tonight on the stage. I think there's going to be a lot of guys, a lot of chucking the ball up, a lot of yep. a lot of banging. Yep. It should be um, 
and it'll probably go over simply because the amount. Watch the whistles tonight. How many times, how many penalties are they going to call here tonight? A lot of guys can go to the free throw line, okay. and uh, that might determine whether you hit the over or you don't hit the like over. Like that. Yep. You also have the uh, the Celtics that are in a pretty unique situation tonight, taking on Portland, a team they have not played yet this year. Believe it or not, that's it's kind of huh. crazy to think that we're here, and these two teams have not gone against each other, obviously, East Coast, West Coast. But Portland is at home for this game, and the Boston Celtics find themselves playing some of the best basketball of the year in this. This is all about Damian Lillard and his health, correct? So... Where is Damian Lillard on the, you know, on the chart here yeah. of his ability? How soon? They're not going to rush him back. The groin is a problem, there. but yet they got to win games. You know what I mean? They have to keep winning in order to be able to make a push here to the playoffs. So um, you lost a dude that's dropping 40 points a game and he's no longer in your lineup. So CJ McCollum might be a guy you want to take a look at. Um, Hassan Whiteside's going to have to show up big. His size. Should be an advantage for Portland tonight over right. uh, over what the Celtics are going to bring to the table. Uh, it's an interesting matchup from that standpoint here between the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. They've never played each other. It's in Portland. Hmm. This is going. This is not. I don't think is an easy a game as everyone makes it out the same. Interesting. And and when you talked about no Lillard, I went to the prop market here, Joe. Okay. And the first person, to be honest, that I looked at was Jason Tatum, because you and I both agree that Tatum is coming into his own, okay? Mm -hmm. And he's got superstar written all over him. 25 and a half points, though, is a little high for me. I'm not going right. to touch that. You then mentioned if there's no Lillard, so I looked at McCollum. McCollum, yes. 26 and a half points is a little high. Carmelo Anthony, 16 and a half points. There you go. Maybe he takes up some of the scoring load. And then when you talked about Whiteside, remember, Boston is one of those teams that doesn't really have a big, just like the Houston Rockets. So I wondered if Whiteside could take advantage of it that way. But they're hanging a huge rebounding number, Joe. The, to um, the total for Hassan Whiteside in the prop bet market is mm -hmm. 14 and a half boards, Joe. Damn. That's a lot. Damn. I mean, I think it's possible. I think it's yeah. possible that he can well, rip down else, 17 right? boards tonight. Yep. But that's a that's a big time number. I'd be interested though in guys like Jason Tatum and in CJ McCollum. I think CJ McCollum could pick up the scoring slack. Maybe he goes for 30 tonight if there is in fact no Lillard because he's still nursing that groin. It's interesting. Both of these teams on the season, uh, Dane, averaging 114 points a game. Uh, both of them, which is amazing. Portland allowing 115 points a game. They have struggled a little bit defensively, especially without Lillard. But I, Boston, to me, has got 120 points in this game coming their way, right? right? It's not a big ask. If that's the case, I mean, to me, this is like 125, 115, 117. This is another overplay where it would not surprise me if they dominate the paint Portland and Boston out shoots them from the outside. And, right. you know, we got a 122 to 116 type of game. I think the over definitely has some value in this one as well tonight.
I do not see the over posted yet, the total posted yet on FanDuel at least. But when it comes up, I agree with you. This looks like a Rockets kind of game, right? This looks like yep. a Houston Rockets team. The Rockets and the Celtics, I think, are very similar. Positionless basketball. All five players can, like, handle the ball, can shoot, yep. and they'll switch. We talk about it. They can switch on screens. And in this day and age in the NBA, that's what you need to do. I can see them shooting a ton tonight in the Rose Garden. Yep, you've got uh, a couple other games on the board. Detroit, Denver, Denver laying 12 here tonight. They've got a, you can't lose to teams like Detroit. Like, this is the time of season where yeah. Denver, the Utah, Utah laying an egg last night, right? Uh, getting smoked against Phoenix. Tough to do this here now. Like, teams like Detroit are a mess. They have not figured it out. It's a big number, but again, you're at home, Den. All we keep hearing about is this home court advantage. Get it done. Got to get it done, man. It's a 20-point victory. Got to get it done. We'll take a look coming up here at the uh, the rest of the top 25 tonight in college. We'll break those games down for you, plus our favorite plays of the day. Coming up here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, so we got top 25 action tonight in college hoops. We told you about Baylor taking on uh, number two, Baylor taking on Kansas State. Number four, Dayton taking on uh, George Mason. You got number five, San Diego State taking on Colorado State. Of course, uh, number seven, Duke against Wake Forest. Kentucky going up on the road is going to be a tough matchup. We told you there against Texas A&M, a team that is in great form. Uh, Auburn, I think, is a um, – got to be careful here tonight. This is a uh, trap alert. spot Yep, as they take on uh, Old Miss at home and then uh, an Iowa taking on uh, Michigan State, which is also going to be a, uh, a great matchup. But there are a couple of games here on the board, uh, Dane, that have moved the needle a little bit. Okay. Uh, and they Good aren't tell. necessarily – yeah, the market movement here for a couple of these games is very, very interesting Uh, We'll start with TCU at Iowa State. Now, obviously not one of the um, sexier games on the card, so to speak here, Dan. Not exactly something uh, people are going to be running to the television to watch. Two unranked teams, bottom of the Big 12 right now. But there is a edge to be had here. And really, Dan, when we're talking, all we care about is that where is the edge? I don't care if they're ranked, if they're playing, or if it's not. Uh, and it looks it don't like, matter. yeah, and it looks like the the sh- the pros have figured something out here. TCU started the season, guys, twelve and three. I, they were on fire. They've gone three okay. and nine since then. The wheels kind of came falling off, and they did, however, beat that West Virginia team we told you about, having a hard time winning some games, sixty-seven sixty in their last game. They were a four and a half point dog, while Iowa State. 
another team kind of lost their best player and then uh, everything started to go hard for them as well. They've dropped three of their last four. They just got crushed 85 to 57 at Texas Tech. Texas Tech was a five point um uh was a five point favorite in that game and it might as well have been a 50 point game. Hmm. But we're w- looking at Iowa State opening this up at three and a half points as a home favorite, right? Down to two. Um where are we at right now on this? Yeah, on FanDuel, at least, Iowa State is at home, and they are two-point favorites now. So that's a point and a half of movement. 138.5 is the total. But right yeah. now, the Cyclones are two-point favorites on FanDuel against TCU. So if you like TCU, if you think they're rounding into form, this point yeah. spread isn't a ton. Why don't you just bret the Horn Frogs on the money line tonight? I'm with you, man. By the way, these two teams, last time they met, 81-79. to 79. That was back in the first week of January. But... To Dane's point here, listen, it's to to be able to come down a point and a half here, and it's at what, nine, nine o'clock here, almost nine o'clock Eastern right. time. There is some value there. The Sharps uh, are getting down on a game that's not, you know, neither ranked team, bottom of the Big 12, but yeah. they're hammering. Um, they are hammering them right now. So when that game goes from, well, they were three and a half point, now they're a two point, that's a point and a half worth of movement. That's something to pay attention to. And so is Texas Tech taking on Oklahoma in a Big 12 tonight, Dane. What are we looking at as a line in this game currently on FanDuel? That's what I've been trying to find right now. Give me a hot second to get to Texas Tech. By the way, this is in OKC, guys. So this is at Chesapeake Energy Stadium where the OKC Thunder play. Not technically a home game. It's kind of a neutral site game uh, for both of these teams. On a neutral site. The Sooners are getting three. They are plus three. Okay. Texas Tech going in as three-point favorites. Another identical total, 38 and a half. Popular number tonight in the NCAA. It really is. and a half is the total. Yeah, and again, two teams heading in different directions. Texas Tech and Danes talked about it. Finding your rhythm, finding your stride like Kansas is. And, and some teams that are really starting to put it together Texas Tech right now, five of the last six, that beatdown of Iowa State we just told you about last game out. Meanwhile, Oklahoma lost to Oklahoma State. They've dropped three in a row. Uh, it, it has not been good. Now, Texas Tech opened up as a three-point road favorite, and it looks like the public hammering Texas Tech. But where is this line now? It is at three. So it's frozen, guys, and I'm looking at over 70% of the bets are on Texas Tech, and this line's not moving, Dane. That's Mm. it's stuck at three. So that was that's always a big that's always a big signal to us that reverse line jump, like, hey, this should be moving with the amount of bets. This should be moving towards Texas Tech. They should be getting three and a half, four. Uh, It's not moving, Dane. So to me, especially with the amount of bets on this game. You we'll have unranked conference dog right. against a ranked opponent, right? A ranked conference opponent yep. at a neutral site game. Also, the Sooners lost to Texas Tech on February 4th, 69-61. That's, I, I mean, those are points. big key indicators, man. Yeah. When you can see, every, and it makes sense to us, right? You, of course you're going to bet the Texas Tech, right? I mean, why wouldn't you? Dan, look at you. Winners of five of the last six. Oklahoma's a mess, but... That line ain't moving, Dane, which uh, which tends to worry. And you're right. Look at that total, 138 and a half for both of those. Yeah. yeah. And here's I got a question for you, Joe. You know, we talked about 
on some of these not overthinking it with Dayton. Right. We're not going to overthink it today. With Baylor, we're not going to overthink it tonight. Joe, I kind of think the same thing happens with Duke today. I think Duke mm -hmm. can go into Wake Forest and get it done. They see the, the, the door ajar. I believe the ACC champion may well get a one seed as these guys trip up. We talked yeah. about it when Duke did trip up a couple of days ago. We said bet them heavy over the weekend against Virginia right. Tech. They got it done. I think they round into form here. When they go against a Wake Forest team that's 4-12 and 12 in conference, they may be looking at spring break already, Joe. The Demon Deacons may see me down in Jamaica this weekend. I like yeah. Duke to play over their head, over the number, take it seriously enough, and get the job done. Give me the Dukies tonight. Yeah, they are really good in the ACC, too. 13-3 and three right now. Yeah. They're tied with Florida State, um, or Florida right. State, actually, uh, you know, because of Florida that State win. Florida State won with, uh, last night. Duke has yep. to respond. Absolutely. For that top spot in the conference with yep. tournament time coming around just around the corner, it's going to be Duke one needs seat. to stay hot. They got it after that loss. It was embarrassing. Let's see if they uh, they remain with that fire in the belly here. I'm sure Coach K is going to get them going. The thing with Wake Forest is that this is a team that can they can score some points. Surprisingly, I, I don't right. know. They want they dropped their second. Uh, they lost what on. Uh, they lost on Wednesday night last week uh, versus Georgia Tech, which was not a good, not a great game at all right. from them. But they're also giving up, and this is one of my favorite stats, points per possession on defense. They're giving up just about 100 points per 100 possessions. That's 125th Oof. in the NCAA. Yeah, I mean, Duke is the, let's face it, I mean, they have been competitive during conference play, that being Wake Forest. But I, how do you? How are you going to stay within single digits of a pissed-off Duke team yeah. right now? And how does this one stay under, knowing that Wake Forest, their best attribute is, yeah, they can score, but Duke is going to go out there, and Duke is going to drop an obscene number on them here. They beat the Demon Deacons by 31 at Cameron Indoor back go. on January 11th. Um, now, I get it. It's on the road, but this is exactly the spot Coach K is going to be like, That's oh, right. no, we're— we're going to do the same damn thing here tonight. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, and here's the thing. I was with Jared last week, and he was identifying Duke as one of those teams, top 10 in the nation, offensive oh. and defensive efficiency. So I wonder if they can lock him down. My play of the day, though, is on a total that is Shoot. not 138. I liked what Love you were it. talking about that Kentucky-Texas A&M game, Joe. 128 and a half. They're scoring points. I'm taking both of these guys to get some get some points. The Aggies and the Wildcats go over 128 and a half to get a little bit of cash as I hit customs going through Jamaica. Love that. Also, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many games on the board here I like. I, I do like the... I like the Auburn uh, over tonight, guys. Okay. Uh, the Auburn Old Miss, two very high-tempo teams. They already played to over 160 points the first go-around. I, I got no problem at 141. Give me the over in uh, in that matchup there. And I do think um, Zion and company keep it close there in uh, in Lakerland. I think they. Uh, I don't think they got any fear. I think they're going to want to go out there and prove a point. I think they may surprise a few te uh, few people here tonight. Uh, I think that Laker game, and to me, Toronto is the play of the night. No yeah. way does Toronto lose to Giannis at home in this spot. They know how to stifle game. him. I think at home, you got to give the edge. As an underdog, 
you got to give the edge to Toronto, especially them being on a second end, a second leg of a back-to-back. But overtime, but overtime yes. last night also, yep. unless Middleton, like Middleton went off for 40 last night, right? It's right. going to take someone named Middleton, Bledsoe, Matthews, someone who's not named Giannis to go for 40 because they're going to stifle Giannis. They know how to do it. They did it four in a row last they're year. They're coming after him. They're coming right. after him. And uh, uh, Dane will uh, now Dane will be off in the next week. He's got to do yeah. something called getting married. So he yep, will be happening. on his way a little later today, hopping on a plane, heading to Jamaica. So uh, Dane, on behalf of all of us here, um, congratulations, my friend. Thanks, Best of luck. Enjoy your wedding day. And For when sure. we see you again, half of everything you have will uh, will now be hers. So I just want you to know that. We signed the document. It's okay. <laughs> I love, that's exactly. Listen, I got all these winnings, you know what I mean? I got is futures she gonna, bets. I got futures bets that I don't know if she should get half of. Come on, I now. love it. Yeah, is she going <laughs> to share in the losses? That's the big question. That's is right. she going to share in the losses? We'll be all but, right. Uh, I feel good about it, and thanks for the kind words. I'll have a ring on it next time y'all see me. That's right, man. Putting her damn ring on it. That's exactly what he's doing. And um, it'll be a if fun week, If you're in Jamaica man. this weekend, come on Swing over by. and say what's up to us. I we'll agree, some, man. We got an extra red stripe or two for you. Come on by. Well, absolutely love it. <laughs> also, preseason baseball, uh, guys, uh, spring training continues uh, to roll. It was a tie. So we'll I told you yeah. about the ties in spring training, Joe. There were ties all over the place. Yes, one and a half. Take the run and a half run lines. We'll talk more about that next week. Dane, good luck. Congratulations. Get married. We'll talk to you next week. Morning after snack. Thank you, Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, have a good one. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.